Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. What's up? We are getting ready to start it up. Getting ready to start it up. Right now, 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 Thank <laughs> you. 
Internet's killing me, man. Hello? 
Hello. Hello. What's going on? Not much. What's going on with you? Married no. man? I'm doing just fine. Trying to get it going. Trying to get this, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to be the um, the password. I mean, the uh, thing is um, the phone number and then it's the password, right? No, you put in your ID and then it's going to ask you for your phone number. And the ID is the the one, okay. Yeah. But the use, I mean, username is what now? I'm sorry. I don't know what you, you said, you said your username was Word Sexy. Okay, I think that's what I said. I thought that was the password. So, so, uh. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm you trying, you talking about getting <laughs> onto the site itself? Yeah, hold on, hold on, let me try. Don't, don't get mad at me.
Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up. I don't know why it's not. Unless I got you somewhere else on another. Wait a minute, hold on. Because you're already in. That means you're in. That's what that means. Right, okay. The actual switchboard, I think, maybe. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for because you just popped in. I, I started talking and then, okay, I guess I am signed in. Okay, here we go. What the hell was I doing over here? All right, let me see. Then I go to my talk shoot. That should show where the uh, website is, right? Okay. Yeah. Hold on. I can pull up the show that's going on right now. Yeah. Enter that. I, it'll tell you to basically enter your phone number is what you're, you're entering. Yeah, it says start the call. So is that what I'm supposed to push that? Yep, that's where we're at. Okay, so you, you are in because by virtue of me being having more than one internet on at the same time, which there well, it works. Yeah, it'll automatically, <laughs> uh, I'm automatically not on mute when I come on. Right, I love it. Well, I see the, I see you there. Yeah, I want him to call in because we need to definitely talk to him. Did he win too? Didn't he no, win as well? No, he didn't win. He did not? No, he didn't. Okay, well. I, oh, I'm sorry. I guess this is the one time he didn't win. So who won in his in for him? In his Vincent. category. You weren't competing against him, though, were you? No, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. No, we were in different categories. Well, I, I'm I'm very happy for you because you've been you've been working very hard. You deserve this award. Um, definitely deserve it. Definitely deserving. And uh, I think that. Uh, you know, you, you deserve to do it, and you should continue to go forth in your craft. Um, like I said, in November, my goal is to have my next installment out in November, and I'm going to probably start pushing this stuff. If I hadn't been doing it, I ain't want nothing. Not that I need that to validate me, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, I'm, I've never been big on competing or doing any of that stuff, but when I was nominated and I was, I was, basically nominated to be on the ballot, I, I decided that I wanted to win something. Right. You know, I said people, people, other people, unfortunately, put a lot of emphasis on that. Right. It doesn't validate who I am as a as a writer or as a, for, for, for the other people looking in, it's a huge, huge deal. Yeah, and, and you know they probably think that some people may not think I'm a, I'm nothing because I haven't won anything. But you know, cause like you said, to me, I know what I'm doing, and and most of the writing I do anyway is is because I love to do it. Right. And it's not so much that I gotta have an award or anything or or any of that kind of stuff. But uh, some people think that they they feel that's the only way they can validate themselves as an author or whatever. Right. Or so that the other authors, because they're doing it, to me, to be honest with you, I think they're doing this stuff because they want the other authors, the uh, the other mainstream authors to, to accept them. So one way to be accepted, they feel, is to have some awards. And, you know, if that's what they feel, then that's fine. Me, personally, I'm, I'm not really worried about them accepting me. If they never accept me, fine. You know, I'm just going to continue to write until I'm tired. 
And if I don't get a lot of good reviews, it's not a big deal. I'm doing this because I love doing it. So, you know, I never was in it to make to be rich. None of that anyway, even though if it would come, I'm not going to turn it down. But you know what I'm saying. I never was trying to do all this stuff just so I can uh, get paid or, you know, or, you know to, to say I'm better than somebody or I'm doing a whole lot of stuff. So it never was about that. Same thing with the radio show. It just, um, you know, I barely talk about me. It's always about others because I'm trying to help them get where they want to get to as well. So, you know, it just, I guess it just depends on what, you know, you're trying to get out of this thing. Me, myself, I feel like, um, you know, I, like I said, I'm proud when you get those things. You deserve it. And, you know, I'm not hating on you or anyone who wins something. You know, they get it, they get it, it's fine. You know, there are some other groups out there that if you're not in their clique, they're not going to pick you. So uh, I don't care if your work's good or not. You know, if you're not in their group, you're just not going to get picked. And, and that's usually how it is. Um, a lot of, I'm not, I'm not going to mention some of the names of these book clubs that do that. They have a big award show and, and you know, the, the big thing about it is, is if you're not in their clique, then they're not going to, well, we don't care nothing about you. You're who are you? You know, and then you check some of their work, some of the stuff that won, and they have all these mistakes and all this kind of stuff in the book. You wonder, well, how, what did they what did they check? Because <laughs> they couldn't check too much, because the stuff was, uh, you know, I mean, it was it it was garbage. But because you you're in the know with them, it makes you a uh, part of it, so they'll accept you. Yeah, or you're, or you're kissing their butt because, right. un, you know, unlike, it, to me it should be like, like when I put on a show. When I put on a show, I'm constantly looking for new people to be a part of that show because I want to showcase those other people. I don't want to keep using the same people over and over and over and over and over. Now, of true, I may ask one or two to come back, but I'm still looking for other people and if I know somebody, I'm going to reach out to that person. You know what I mean? Like, like if I was in the, if, if I was in the, if I had a bookstore and I wanted something different in my book, and I know I've never had you in my bookstore, I'm going to say, hey, well, how, how about you come and be in my store? I've got, I've had these other people before. How about you come? You know what I mean? Like that. All the right. people that have been on your show, they all are doing something, and I guarantee you. And none of them ever said, how about you reach out to Red Snapper because he writes X, Y, and Z. No, no, none of them have done that, I guarantee you. Right, and, exactly. And I, if I was to hold my breath and wait on that to happen, it would not. No. But, you know, and that's one of the things me and GPA talk about periodically is that, that kind of thing. Did you already right. uh did you already press record for this show? Yeah, it's already it's already going on. Oh, <laughs> we're just we're just waiting. We're waiting on him, and I think uh, I think uh, Trey is here now. Okay. Hi. Hey Trey. Hi. How are you guys? Congratulations, Red. Congratulations. Hey, thank guys. you. Thank I'm you so very much. Guys. I haven't been able to reach out to you guys. I've been. Got awful busy this weekend. As you probably have seen, I had another wedding to go to this weekend. My aunt and uncle renewed their vows after 31 years. So 
I had to um, definitely, you know, congratulate you on your nuptials the other day and also for Cotton winning her big award. So I'm proud of you guys. Well, we thank you thank so you. much. <laughs> yep. Yep, Where you know, I got haters. I have haters in that region. Have... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said Red's married now. Yeah, I am. I, but, you know, I still got haters out there. Why? Don't let them hate. Huh? Let them hate. It'll be okay. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I mean, a lot of them are, are, are probably, I'm going to tell you what, what I'm seeing, what I'm getting. Some of the people that are hating right now are those who say, "You, she looks like she's your daughter, or they'll say, how do you or more over her? Or they'll try to say, well, how many times have you been married? And, you know, like all that stuff means anything. You know what I'm saying? That has nothing to do with anybody. That's your business, and it is what it is, and I'm going to need y'all to go get a life and leave mine alone. That's how right. we have to look at that. Yeah, so, that's that's the haters, and that's what, you know, some people like to throw at you, and they want to judge you and, and try to gauge your, your success on – how many times you may have done something or this or that or whatever, it doesn't really matter. But the point is, uh, you know, you, you look at them, you say, well, you're looking at me, so have you looked at yourself and try to figure out what's going on with you? Why are you worried about what's going on with me? You shouldn't even, you know, be worried about that. Uh, I think you should try to concentrate on what you got going on and, and make sure that you're happy with what you're doing. Apparently you're not because you're worried about me. So, you know, well, like I'm I said... Oh yeah, I'm happy for me too. I ain't, I'm not worried about them. I'm just saying, just you know, you got to go forward because you can't worry about people. People gonna always, no matter what you do. GPA didn't know you had been married before, and I, she said, "This first time getting married, huh?" I said, "No." Right. Well, I gotta. Yeah, I gotta. It's I not, gotta, and I'm praying. You know, the one thing because me and Rand have talked about this before when he, because he has been married before, and he. You know, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but oh, no, he, and I think, and and to me, it's it's an important thing because a lot of people don't look at it like this. And he said, "Do you think it looks bad on me that I've been married so many times?" And I said, "No. It tells me as a woman that you want to be married, and you're going to keep trying until you get it right." Right. Well, so you I don't. Think... You know, everybody don't look at it like that. Just because this has failed, most men just give up and say, "You know, I'm never getting married again." You know what? True story. Um, I I, I definitely want to just share this to kind of enlighten what you just said. You know, we do kind of look at people like, "Oh my God, like why have you been married so many times and that?" But you know what? My dad got married three times, and out of the three times my dad has been married, my dad has been married to his third wife for 27 years. So it took him some time, including my mama, you know, to get it right. And now he, he, I mean, he's happy. I mean, however many times it takes you, I don't know how many times it would take me, because right now I'm totally not there, but, I mean, I'm just happy for anybody that finds that person and can stay with that person and work through every, you know, every hard time that comes about, good time, with that one person. So, you know, Red, if that's your fifth time, okay, so what? If that's your first time, second time, okay, so what? You know, we just going to hope that this time is the charm. So. Well, you know, something is going to be because I ain't fucking doing this shit no more. But anyway, let me tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
told her aunt she cannot leave me until she dies or I can't leave her until I die. So that's the point, and that's what we decided to do. And, and it's all about finding the right person that's willing to do the compromising and everything that y'all want to do together. You know what I'm saying? That's Absolutely. what it's about. And, and if it takes more than once, then fine. I mean, I mean, people who judge you on how many times you've been with somebody is, you know, you can be with somebody for 50 years and be a fucked up motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, or you can marry 15 times and, and be the best man. Just that, like you said, you can keep doing it till you get it right or whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, is people need to stop judging. I, I think I told this story before. I had met this female, I guess a couple of years, three, about four, a little longer than that because I had been messing with my lady now for about five years. So the other lady that that was, when I was out here, this other woman was uh, trying to say that she, she liked me and everything, but she couldn't be with me. And, and, and come to find out the reason why she couldn't do it is because she couldn't get past how many times that, uh, that I had, had, you know, how many wives I may have had in the past or whatever like that. And I said, well, you know, you're looking at it in the wrong aspect. Right. At least, because there's a lot of people who be with people for years and don't marry them. They have children with them. They do all this stuff with them, and they don't marry them. I got a nephew, and I'm not gonna. I'm not a cousin. I'm not gonna, you know, say his name, but he's been married to this woman. But he's been with this woman ten years and hasn't married her. And they have another baby coming now. And I'm like, she's giving all these children to this man, okay? And she was looking at us, and she was saying, "Man, I don't know why." What's wrong with him? Why he won't marry me? You know, but but you're still getting pregnant and having babies by the nigga. So my thing is, is he don't think enough of you to marry you, but he want to still get you pregnant and have children with you. What does that tell you? Does it mean that you're fucked up? Well, he's fucked up and he can't get himself together where he would do that? To me, I think there's something wrong with that more than somebody who gets married more than once. Because at least you cared enough about the person that you felt like you can at least try to be married to them and be married and not be... If you want to put God and all this in it and sin, you know you try to you, you're being with this person and you're not in in what in sin. You're you're with them, but my thing is, is you know they looking at all oh, well you know uh, something's wrong with you because you do done this not necessarily because nobody knows the whole situation and I think that when people get married, I would hope that well I can only speak for me, the times that I've been married and I'm not going to say a number because it doesn't really matter but I'm not going to say a number but each time that I did. I felt like I was going to be with that person the rest of my life. There was no intentions. Okay, I'm going to be with her for three months and then I'm a divorcer, like Hollywood does. You know, it's not that that none of those were the the, the case. Um, and it's not like that now. I don't plan on going anywhere. I'm unless God takes my life, that's the only way I'm going to go away from this one. But the thing is, is you you can't judge anybody on that because people need to understand that um, you know it's it, you got to look at the morals behind it. And I guess their morals is. You've been married more than once. Must be you, you a hoe or something. But hell, what 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 defines that? Right. Well, my dad, yeah. like I said, he did it eleven years with my mom. It didn't work. He married his second wife eleven months. It didn't work. And the third time was the charm. We are actually in the process as of Saturday after this joyous event that we all attended. Decided that we're going to have something big for them. You know, in the next couple of years to celebrate their thirtieth anniversary. So. You know, if it just takes a couple times for you to get it right, so be it. You know, just as long as you're happy. So nobody has the right to judge. Nobody has the right to sit here and try to insinuate anything because your life is your life, and you have to live your life based on you and, you know, your new bride, despite what the haters say. So, you know, like I said, I'm on team, team love, team get married. I just don't see me doing it no time soon, but. (laughs) 
well, you know, you never know what God's going to bring. But my thing is this. Uh, you, you just have to do what you got to do. I didn't go searching for this. This came to me. God brought this to me. Okay. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't nothing that I was out there looking for. Uh I know I talked to Cotton, we talked a lot of times about all of this before. We've always talked about relationships and things and she knows. She really knows where I'm coming from with this. And she knows that I didn't go searching for this either. But the thing is is you know, uh you just gotta be willing to, to wait and do what you have to do to get there. A lot of times people rush and that might have been my case in my past things. I've been rushing. Now this time I took my time and didn't do anything and waited until he brought it. And and, and Red has bumped into some and Red has bumped into some books. I was like, no, don't date her. Right. <laughs> we had those conversations. It'd be so funny. It was like, but mm-mm, she that, she not the one. Right. And, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just wait and be patient, be still, and just watch and see what happens in my life and. Hopefully, the one will show up, and, you know, I can honestly say that, you know, it was just part of God's plan, you know, and get yeah, off the and, and the, thing that I, the thing that I have to tell you, not trying to cut you off, is, you know, yeah, wait on God, but also don't be scared either because sometimes people will pass stuff up because they're worried about it happening too quick. The time that things happen is when God is in God's time, and we don't understand the timing that he has for us. So he might bring you somebody, and you'd be like, well, why is this happening like this? Is it me just rushing into it? You know, as long as you keep him involved in it and asking him about it, he's going to make sure that you get the answer. But the thing is, is you you got to let it be him doing it. Sometimes people, you know, people just don't understand how things come together. Like somebody will tell you, God ain't the one that broke that person up to be with you, or he ain't going to do it like that. Now, I'm not saying have sex with somebody while they married to somebody else. I'm not saying that. But we don't have the mind that God has. Sometimes right. people, he will break somebody up to put you with somebody, and that does happen. A lot of people say that ain't God, but a lot of times no, it happens because they, that that might not be right over there, so he has to correct it. But you have to let him do it. You can't do it. That's the difference. See, a lot of people think that, well, I'm doing that. And it's the right way to do everything, and it's decent in order with me. And if he ain't getting the glory out of it, and I ain't trying to sound like church and then like because we had that last week, but let me go ahead and say this, and then I'm going to get off on that subject, but he's not getting out of it, it ain't going to happen because that's the way God works. If he doesn't get the glory and you see that he's doing it, then it ain't going to happen because he has to be the one to let you know that it was him. Mm-hmm. So I'm going well, to leave it alone. Go ahead and say what you got to say and then I'm going to get off of it because I don't want nobody to think I'm turning to the hour of power like last week. <laughs> no, never that. I was just going to say, you know, you're happy and we just want your haters to let you be happy and let them go find their happiness. Well, to my haters, I don't care if you let me be happy or not, because I am happy. So fuck it up. But anyway, let's go ahead on. And, and hopefully GTA will be calling in here pretty soon. And if those who want to call in and listen in, the number is 724-444-7444. And this is Word Sexy. We're now with Talk Shoe. And I think it's working pretty well. We just have to continue on with this. And... Um, I, I like it. I'm I'm glad, you know. Uh I'm trying to get with uh Cotton, I'm trying to get with the old baby boys. It's now back open, it's called Bottoms Up. And I'm trying to see if I can do some live live shows out there. We may do that in the future, uh we'll see. Okay. Some word sexy shows. And uh they're gonna need some stuff there as well, uh, you know, coming in. 
uh, like if you want to do some portrait stuff out there and you came to town, they're they're looking for stuff. Yeah, I'm still tr- I'm still trying to I'm a, I'm a, it looks like I'm gonna have to push the um, show back to next year because I haven't been able to find a place. Everybody that I um, reached out to for help to get that done, it just failed tremendously. Right. Well, they're they're an avenue that you might want to look at because I think they they're looking for stuff, and uh, that's it. So what happened? She dropped off. She said she had to answer her son's call. Oh, is that what she said? Okay. All right. Well. You know, moms have to do what they have to do. But uh, waiting on GPA here, I guess he's going to make a dramatic entrance. And uh, he, he was just getting off set uh, when he messaged me. So okay, he'll call when he's when he's ready. But uh, but like I said, I can't. Hey, I'm very. I, I can't say it enough. I'm glad that you were able to win that award. Uh, and what was it again? Uh, Poet of the Year. Poetry Arthur of the Year. There you go. And was that for which book was that for all of them or just just for all of no no mm-hmm. one in particular um you know which I'm I'm actually very happy about that 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 you know cuz at first I was just like you know GPA didn't win so I was kind of not at cuz I was I really wasn't expecting <laughs> myself to win um it's it's weird cuz I know how good he is and I know that he's been, you know, different places throughout, you know, throughout the United States doing doing what it is he do. So for him to get beat out is, you know, it's always kind of kind of a bittersweet. I'm happy that the other person won. Congrats, of course, congrats to everybody that was on there. But GPA is now, my team, so. Now, who was it? Who was it that gave the award? Who was the agency that gave the award? Troy Lewis out of New York is so, uh, a big group. It's National like Poetry. A or something or what? MPA. Oh, uh, it was MPA. Yeah, National Poetry Awards. Oh, okay. So everybody that was involved was a poet, as far as a Um, uh, no. Some of them were like if they did outreach, community outreach stuff. That type of thing, and, and well, you know what? I think everybody is a poet though in that in that genre because they had the poet they had poet radio. Yeah, I think everybody. Then most of the people that are doing these different events, they are poets as well. So, yeah, I think everybody pretty much was. Right. Well, somebody yeah, won video, best video or whatever, and um, you know it, it's. It was a great honor to have won this award, you know. Well, that's great. Well, this, this is the beginning of, of a new thing for you, so you just keep going forward in it. Yeah. And like I said, if I, if I don't ever get in, then I just, it's not a big deal. Yeah, so we need to have something like that. That's, that's why I always look at, like, what you have a word, sexy radio. I think there should be a word, sexy award that you it's have. Sure. That you do every year where you're honoring erotic poets, which people like to don't like to really give a whole lot of, um, you know, recognition to. That's, that sounds like a really good idea. That's a and, great. Uh, I, I would love to see that, and maybe we can just what we have to do is get some erotic books and 
kind of look at them and, and uh, you know, in every genre, I have a erotic fiction novel, erotic novella, I have a, uh, maybe a, a anthology, erotic anthology to win, you know, the best anthology, you know, best poetry, erotic poetry, you know, all that. That that would be nice. Matter of fact, we should do that and set it up where we have the awards uh, at a certain time. And then what will happen is, is we'd, how do, we'd have to figure out how to generate the money to pay for the awards so that we can buy them a plaque or whatever it is that we're giving. Uh, maybe, I don't know, how, how, does that, how is that done? You didn't have to pay a fee to get into it. You just got nominated, right? So we'd have to come up with some kind of way to be able to fund the awards, you know, maybe do a fundraiser or something like that where we can afford to, to buy the plaques or whatever we're going to give, and then we just do the categories and have people vote. So that's something we can look at if we would like to do. I, I would be interested in doing that. Since, you know, that, that actually is a great idea. You know, uh, I can see that. Yeah, I think... Um... I think, yeah, definitely we should look at doing the Word Sexy Award and just, you know, make it something spectacular, classy, you know, like you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. And um, we might even have it somewhere where the people can actually come to town and uh, maybe do, well, see, that's money, I'm thinking, eventually have it where there's a red carpet, they come and they, walk the red carpet and they actually, you know, get pictures taken of them fashion wise and all that and come in and and um see who wins the awards. And, you know, we can put uh you know, it don't have to just be erotica, it could be different areas, but erotica would be nice, uh, you know, to start out with until we decide to branch out into other genres, uh, you know. So but I don't think they have anything for erotica that I know of. But they may, but I don't you know, it's something that I is not in the circle that I've seen African music on. Sounds like you got another guest on. Okay, well it's the unsub. The unsub. The unsub. Let me see if I can bring him in. Uh man in poetry. Let me let me try to get him in. hold on, let me see if I can get him. That sounds like he's already on. Yeah, he is. He is. Yo, people in word sexy land, I do apologize, but you know, when your name is Flash Gordon and you just get off the set of the brand new TV show Chicago Mayor, you got to do these things, baby. What, Red Snapper, what's going on? Cotton Campbell, what's going on? Trey Brown, what's going on? Oh my God, FG Pizzle in the building. What the hell? Let me compose myself because I'm so excited. I've been waiting all day, and they was holding me. I've been on set since 7 a.m. It's hard when you're a megastar, but you got to do it. Whoa, my God, but I feel so energized to be on Word, excuse me, the award-winning, critically acclaimed Word Sexy Radio with the newly, the newly wedded, Red Snapper, oh my God! Congratulations, my brother, for taking the leap. Yeah, I, I jumped the broom with Casey Sherrill. She's an author as well, and she has a book out called uh, What's the name of that book? It's about It's about um, Well, I can tell you what it's about. I, I, I'd have to go and get it because I have a copy of it. Uh, the name of the book. Let me go get it because I want to talk about her book a little bit before we let you go forward because I know you have a lot to tell us and a lot of things going on in your life. Um, but uh, her book is called, let me see, see if I can find it real quick. 
because I know I have it right here and before me somewhere. But uh, yeah, I just got married, and uh, yeah, I know a lot of people's like, what, what, what's Red doing? What, what, what's going on with Red? Why did he tell us about it? Well, it wasn't for you to know. But anyway, the name of her book is called She Got Game, The Playbook. And, uh, of course, it's getting women out there and showing them what they got to do to get their man. And I guess it must have worked because she got red snapper. <laughs> there anyway. it is. Big prize. Anyway. Big anyway, prize. So how are you doing, well, Mr. Unsub? Let me tell you something. I've been up since 4 this morning. I've been on set since 7. And I got to tell you, quite honestly, most people would be saying, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. But because I'm G. Pizzle, the most electrifying man in poetry, I am stronger and fresher than I was when I woke up. Lord woke me up this morning. I'm not going to do no preaching because y'all know that's not what I do, and that's not what Word Sexy Radio is about. We don't do that there. That's for something else. (laughs) Now, let's get to the matter at hand. You have to finish as strong as you started. In the morning, when that woman wakes up and you see her and you kiss her and hug her, and then when she comes home or when you come home to her, you have to kiss her and hug her stronger than when you did at the beginning of the day when y'all parted ways. You know what I'm talking about. When you help her put on her clothes at the beginning of the day or some form when she goes out, when she asks you, hey, button me up, zip me up, well, then... At the end of the day or some moment when it's time to take them off, take them off with more ferocity, more enthusiasm than when you put them on. When you place your lips upon her lips, and I'm not talking about her kissing lips, I'm talking about her birth-giving lips. When you place your lips upon those lips, when you take your tongue and go from the North Pole to down in the deepest, darkest part of Mississippi, and then you go west to Arizona, Vegas, California, and then you come back to New York and D.C., and then you linger right in the middle. A man in a boat might be there. You linger right in the middle. Detroit, Detroit, Ohio, Indiana, and my favorite place, Chi-Town, you linger. And you lick your tongue in and out, up, down, sideways, diagonal, circles, geometric shapes. You have to finish it when her when her hips start bucking against you. And all that chasm, all that orgasm, it's filling up your mustache and goatee. You keep doing it. Do not stop. You have to finish as strong as you started. If you start with slow, steady strokes, Nailing the seven-letter spot, and if anybody missed the reference, that means the G. And if you start that way and pick up speed, well, heck, when your legs start shaking, gentlemen, and you start to get to that point, don't falter. Finish as strong as you started. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the moral of this story. You finish as long as you started. Ladies. Ladies, I'm not going to leave you out. When you have that man and you've got his undercarriage, those stepchildren in your hand, and you have taken, you have taken his phallus stage, his obelisk, his whatever you want to reference it, 
and you start at the top and go to the bottom, saturating each and every inch of his manhood coming up and stop. When he starts shivering and shaking, don't you stop sucking. Don't you stop blowing on that member. I'm telling you, finish as strong as you started. When you get on top, baby, whoo, let me talk to you. When you get on top and he's got those golden mounds of pleasure in his mouth, sucking as if you gave birth to him and you were giving milk to him and you're on top and you riding and grinding and you're doing your hula hoop on him and you feel the tremors in you. You feel it escaping you. Don't you dare stop. You grind a little harder. Even though your body is starting to lose control, your motor skills are obsolete. You have to finish stronger than you started. Now, let's get down to business. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> well, Cotton, you go ahead on and start it off. Oh, Lord. It, it is, this is a momentous event. Whenever I come to Word Sexy Radio, because Word Sexy Radio, ladies and gentlemen, for those of y'all in attendance, thank you so much. It, it's not like any other show. You aren't going to get your hand held. You aren't going to get cradled, babysat, uh, additives, preservatives. If you come on here strong with your thing and respectable and know what the hell you're talking about, you're good. But if you come on here on that nonsense, talking about stuff you know is outside of the parameters, which there really aren't parameters on Word Sexy Radio, but you know if you step outside of them, you're really fucking up. So... If you do that, well, your ass is going to get handed to you. And so that's why I love coming on here. Um, a person very dear and near to my heart uh, co-hosts the show, and that is the queen of seduction. And as of Saturday, the reigning, the reigning National Poetry Awards Poetry Author of the Year. See what I'm talking about. So this is momentous we got here going on tonight. Got a lot of stuff to tell you about. People, if you got questions, got a few things we need to disclose that that are big. Um, so man, let's get let's get to it. However you however y'all want to carry them. I'm driving, I'm gonna pull over in a minute. I just had to get out that lot. I've been on that damn set with all these people. Good lord. People asking questions. Oh, you wrote a book? Really? Oh, how does it feel to write your first book? I'm like, motherfucker, I'm eight books in. I'm in a national award winning three times. What the hell are you talking about? My first book. Come on now. Come on. We you know, we, we ain't new to this. We do this. So, you I know. had somebody tell me. I'm glad you said it. Somebody told me that today. I'm writing a book, too. I mean, I'm writing a book, they said. Uh, I said, have you heard of uh, Red Snapper? No, I haven't. Somebody, This is somebody who didn't hadn't read any erotica. And then they said, well, I'm writing my first book right now. I said, you should read Red Snapper. He's got 16 books, and that's me. Oh, you know, they tripped out. Because they, they, you know, it's a tr- something. They, they always, and nothing against Zane, don't take this wrong, but they always want to say Zane, 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 you know. But it's it's more people that wrote, that write to Rodica besides Zane. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people, not just me, but I'm just saying there's a lot of folks it's got stuff out there, but everybody always wants to use her as the 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 only one that has 
done it, I guess that they consider su- successful at it. Well, you know, it, it, it's a funny thing about that, Red, when people measure success and what happened. We give credit with credit to do, and this is not a diss towards Zane. She stepped out there, and, and, and you always need somebody to step out in front and make a few moves and, and do that thing. You always need that, and that way that sort of paves the way for other people to do it. But last year, <clears throat> a book came out. It was an anthology. Kind of, my memory, even though it's most times infallible, fails me at the moment. I do believe the book had a red cover, had red snapper in it, you in it, me in it, a couple other people in it. And it, and it came in at number two on poetic anthologies on Amazon. And I do believe it was called Night Playground Nocturnal Naughtiness. Now, funny thing is, I read some of the reviews about Nocturnal Naughtiness, and all the things they said were scintillating, hot, not for the faint of heart. You know what I mean? Right. You know, so it led me, along with uh, the P-O-A-T-Y, Excuse me, the P-A-O-T-Y, sorry about that, champ, the poetry author of the year. We sat and had a conversation and said, you know, it's time to bring out the next anthology, which we have called, hmm, Nice Playground, Morning Mischief. And Red, Mr. Red Snapper, if you would, do us the honor again after you tore it down with the man in the blue hat, if you would be so kind as to contribute to this next anthology, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for my partner, we would be so, oh, my goodness, honored if you would honor us with another story for this edition. How many stories? Just one? Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. If, if, if you feel like you want to see, there's no limit on what you can contribute. There's no limit on what you can contribute. Not at all. Because we got you, will, Cotton Campbell, coming back to the plate, and I got something different for y'all that I've been messing around with. I'm going to go out the boundaries a little bit of what you've seen from G. Pizzle before. But, Mr. Snapper, you don't need to respond right now. In due time, Miss uh, Miss Poetry Author of the Year. I like the way that sounds. <laughs> um, she'll be contacting you, let you know, hey, this is when we need stuff submitted in, and we'll go from there. Not okay. a problem. I can I can I can do that. That that's not a problem. I'm finishing um, up my uh, book seventeen. It should be out by November, by Thanksgiving. So. Uh, I'll have room after that to uh, contribute whatever seat and make that a successful book. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, and, uh, do we, do we, I'm not, do we, I'm not looking for any anything but uh, recognition. Hey, that would be so awesome to have you be a part of that. Uh, I don't, I don't, you know what? Um, is anybody, anybody got any questions or anybody on that want to ask me anything? Uh, I, I just feel like maybe opening up about stuff. I got a lot of stuff I can tell you, but, you know, 
I'm just going to play along what, with it. What is this What is this new book you have coming out? Well, I was, um, you know, after writing The Warmest Winter and writing a novel, writing a novel takes a little bit out of you when it's your first one. I mean, I know I've done it, so now I can do it again, and that's coming next year. But I had to go back to what I do best and what I'm one of the best at, um, and that's writing poems. And so I came up with a book. It's called Angelica's Box. And it will come out December 1st, a great day in history. And it's just poems about women. It's poems about uh, a couple of women I have loved earnestly. There are women who um, I've, I've received rejection from. There are women I had twice with. There are women that uh, I met and were otherwise involved, and we just were cool, even though we both had some sort of uh, energy between us, but, you know, we were in our respective places. And there are women I've never met that I write about. You know what I mean? Conceptualize them or whatever. And this is Angelica's box. So it's basically going back to the bread and butter of writing poems. Um, It's going to be the best book of poetry I've written because, it, it's just it's just poems, man, and I'm really excited about it. Um, I can't wait to bring it out and let y'all experience that. But then, um, I'm not going to tell y'all about that yet. I'm not going to tell you about something else I've been working on that's going to shock people. I, I do a lot of shocking, but I, I'm going to really shock you uh, with this other book I've got going on. So I'm not gonna tell that yet. I'm gonna wait. Maybe I might tell before the night is out. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just spill the beans at all. I'm not gonna do that. Was it like being so close to Taraji? Speak up a little bit, champ. What was it like being so close to Taraji P. Henson? Let, let, let me tell you, that is, and make sure y'all tune in tomorrow on Empire. Um, I play a riot policeman, and uh, if not in this episode, the next one, I play a bailiff. I play a bailiff in bo- in the episode. So I, it might be the same episode. They might have snuck me in both of them, but I'm in the first and second one for sure. But uh, it, it, that's, a, that's an awesome experience. And you know the funny thing about it is, um, these all, these uh, actors that we see, they're people. They're, they're, they're people. They're no different than us, black or white or whatever. They're no different than us, man. You know, they they kick it and everything. Like I was on Chicago Man today with. Uh, but to answer your question directly, just to be sure, that that's an awesome experience. She's a real she's a real sister. Uh, kick it, like to have fun, laugh. Uh, Real cool. Wow. Is that, <laughs> is that Miss Henson you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, she's, uh, she's just, you know, she she's just uh, a person. You know, she's a person. Um, I remember the first time I was on Empire, I was kind of like blown back. Because, you know, you see somebody that you've seen on the screen or whatever for a while, and you're like, man, okay. And then you do it a few times. Like, oh, okay, that's cool, you know. But I had a fan moment today 
on Chicago Med. Some of y'all might remember the sister S. Uh, Epatha uh, Emerson. Oh, oh uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Right. All right, so she's the she's the head, the chief doctor on Chicago Med. Let me tell you, she is sitting here kicking it with me and say, "Hey, can you skate?" She's out of nowhere. Because I was dancing. We were killing time. I was dancing. And she said, can you skate? I said, yeah, I'm from Chicago. I can skate. She said, well, I'm from Detroit. I said, Motown. She said, you know it. She said, I can dance. But she said, and I quote, I can't skate worth shit. And so she said, what kind of skates do you have, did you have? I said, my dad, one of the best dads, you know, best dads in the, uh, the history of dads, bought me those good pro skates. But he bought white. Now, anybody knows growing up when you bought skates for, uh, for a boy, you bought either the black or the blue. He bought white, you know. <laughs> so here I am <laughs> with white skates at the rolling rink and people ribbing me and what have you. And uh, I didn't give a shit. I, I, I just skated and we laughed about that. She was cool the whole day. She, we just kicked it the whole day in between cuts and what have you. Uh, sister was just and and she's legendary for shit she she's done you know a lot underrated in my opinion you know a lot of people don't speak on her when it comes to acting but man she's done the thing so you know people these people man it's real you see them once you get around them man you see now some people be on nonsense don't let me get y'all don't let me tell y'all no lies some of them be on some snobbery and all that like oh don't look at me you know talk to me but most of the ones, most of them, yeah, hey, what's happening? What's up? How are you doing today? Thank you for coming today. Thank you for, you know, working with us today. Bye, 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 bye. How you doing? What's up? What's your name? They, they kick it with you. Like, you know, it's, it's what it is. They doing the job. You doing the job. And it's what it is. So it's, it's real cool. You know, it's real cool. Right. Well, you know, she seems like she's, from watching her act and, and Law and & Order and all the stuff that she's done, she seems like she's that type of person anyway. I mean, you can kind of look at some people and tell that they're real, and then you got some that just, they're what they, what you think they are. I mean, you know, it just, but it's good that you got that experience because a lot of people may not be able to get that experience and everything, but that's great that you're uh, able to get that and to meet her in that, in that light, you know, so that's that was good. That was dope. So, who else is in that in that show that uh, that we made that we may know of? Um, on uh, Chicago Man, who else they got? They got the guy, the Asian guy, who was in one of the James Bond movies. It was um, he wound up with uh, there was the one with Halle Berry, and the guy had diamonds in his face. He got the diamonds kicked and they meshed in his face. That guy, he's in it. Um, the sister from The Wire. If anybody ever watched The Wire on HBO. She was like the county president. Oh, second second story today. I'm on set, and the sister said, hey, brother, how you doing? I'm like, how you doing? I said, sister, I'm trying to think of where I've seen you from. And she said, okay, what? where have you seen me? And I said, wait a minute. You were in the wire. She doesn't say anything. I said, you were in the wire. You were the county board. You were the Baltimore county board president. And then I said her lines. I remember her lines she said to the commissioner when he was being fired. And she said, yeah, yeah, you got me. And she finished. She said, yeah. She's like, you remember that? I said, yeah, I got a pretty pretty good memory. You know, it's my favorite show, one of my favorite shows that was on TV. 
So that sister's on there. And, um, oh, Yaya, uh, y'all might remember her from America's uh, Top Model. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's on there. So it's it's a black show. It's actually the three main actors are sisters and are black. So it's a black show, really. It's wild, man. I mean, we we didn't we realized that today we was on set. I said, man, you know this is a black show. It's like, you know what? You're right. So yeah. So you gotta check that out when it starts in like November, man. Chicago man. If you don't mind me asking, who 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 is? It's not a Shonda Rhimes or nothing like that. Who is the uh, who's back? Who is the producer of it? Uh, it's one of them um, Dick Wolf productions. Oh, so, no you know, wonder she's okay. Well, no wonder she's back in it then with Dick Wolf. Yeah, you know, you he, know got, Dick... he got he came with Fire, then he came with PD, and then um, a lot of people. If you watched Chicago Fire last year, I was in the episode of the I Am the Apocalypse, which was actually the lead in to Chicago Man. So, man, he he, it's a slick move to do it like that. You know, so he, six yeah. moves, you got one thing and then lead it to another and lead it to another. That's cold. Right. Well, he did that with the Law and Order series just for years. So, I mean, right. you know. Right. The formula works. That, the form, I mean, but you can do I mean, that's not one of those things that's just exclusive to TV. I mean, if people were really smart and, and paid attention and stuff that works, they could do that with their books, um, any number of things. You just got to yeah. pay attention to what works and Stop mimicking the shit that don't work, you know? Right, right. I, I, I'm with you. So I'm glad that you're able to get into the genres that you want to get into, especially show business and all that stuff. And, and the thing that I like is, even though you're doing that, you're not acting like you think you're better than everybody because you did the shit. You know, it's you got some folks, they just, they wouldn't know how to handle it. They get the big head and think that they're better than you now and, they can't talk to you or come on a little show like Word Sex Radio or any of that. You know what I'm saying? They would act Man. like, "Fuck that! I ain't, hey, he he ain't good enough for me no more. I don't I, I don't need his ass. You know I'm a, I'm 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 on top now, but you're not that guy. And I, ne- I I know you're not. You never have been. So so that's the thing. But uh, well, I appreciate I we got, that. Bro. We, got, we got Trey here again. She's back on the line. You got any questions for GPA? Oh, you know what? I'm kind of getting in, into the tail end of everything, but it is a pleasure to finally meet you, um, GPA. Um, hey, what's I'm, up, sir? Hey, I'm definitely um, looking forward to, you know, learning more about you and your craft and everything. But, you know, I see you around sometimes on Facebook. You know, Facebook is the meeting spot. So um, definitely um, look forward to learning more about you and your craft and, um, you know, following you, if you will. But um, I guess I, I I don't know if the guy, I'm sorry, I don't know if Red has asked you if you're doing, like, any other projects outside of um, your writing. Has that well, he was just, he, yeah, he was just talking oh. about his movie, his movie oh. stuff. Okay, all right. So the, I, I guess that would be, like, the only thing I wanted to know. Um, and I guess as far as, like, you know, do you have a website or anything? Oh yeah, that's all dressy because I'm like kind of like coming coming in, you know, the discussion after the fact. Well, the discussion is on him the whole night, so so you ain't after the fact. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna have to talk all night, hell, if we let him. Okay. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'm loquacious like that. 
But um, my website for, for you and for anybody else, it's uh, www.iblowyourmind.net. Okay. That's my website. Yeah. I'm not uh, anybody, anybody looking for me or whatever. You know, I'm really not. I'm really not hard to find. Um, y'all know me. Uh, I try to make sure I show up as many places as you can. I mean, you see me. That's one of the things about writing it. And I'm not going to delve off because I know uh, what show I'm on. But, you know, as any of y'all know, I, I do more than just, like, write certain types of poetry. I, I go and write. I wrote a novel, wrote a children's book. I do. I run the. That's why we got the nickname. I got the nickname Slash Gordon because I, I storytell slash actor slash author slash poet slash um, award winner slash all, 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 a whole bunch of things. And I just don't do them to say I do them. I'm not going to do anything unless I can do it exceptionally well. So that's kind of how I carry it. I mean, I'm, it's kind of, it's not even kind of, it's just how I carry it. Now, I don't have any choice but to carry it that way. Okay. All right. So, do you? Um, I guess if if I had to just ask a question, as far as like any type of, I guess any type of, um, oh God, people that you look up to, as far as like your craft go, do you have like your favorites that you, um, you know that that inspire you? Um. Great question. Actually. Um, well, of course, one of my favorite poets, Tyson Campbell, without a doubt. Um, after that, or, or before, you know, I came in contact with her, this is chick looking at. Before I came in contact with her, it was, um, you know, Langston Hughes. You know, I grew up in Langston Hughes. You know, I had the privilege of interviewing Nikki Giovanni, uh, of course, Maya Angelou. I'm a, I'm a huge 50 Cent guy, you know, even though that's not like poetry, but the grind, you know, the idea of, being relentless, the idea of making sure your presence, even if you don't have an album, or in my case, a book out, the people know, hey, oh, okay, I just do this performing here, or he was on TV there, or you know, just so pe- people know who, who follow me, like, oh, dude is always in constant motion, his presence is there. So, you know, people like that, Kobe Bryant, you know, people like that who do stuff and do it at a high level, those are people who I have, um, try to implement their thing, their, their way of thinking, their hustle um, into what I do and who I um, admire. I, you know, and, and, of course, I didn't want to be cliche, but, of course, you know, like my dad, my mom, you know, and my brother's the greatest dude I've ever known. So, you know, like that. Okay, so I guess my next question for you would be um, moving forward, I guess at this point in your career, who would you – want to work with, like, who would be, like, a, a, a dream to work with, to, to collaborate with on a project that you haven't that you haven't done already? Because I know that you've done some things with Cotton, but going forward, like, is there anyone that you would just love to collaborate with to, you know, do some, do some, do some work? Um, I really, 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 want to play a villain in a superhero movie. I really, really want to do that. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I am, Cotton will tell you, I am very serious. I want to play a villain in a superhero movie. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to do that. I want to, I've worked with a number of people, like when it comes to poetry and all that, and that is kind of 
that you know, I've, I've worked with some of the best, either performance or writing. And I've done that. So that that and there's still more I can do. Um, but I want to jump. That's something else. I want to be able to say I did or or, or add to my repertoire. Now, I've been in a couple movies where I've had roles and lines and all that, but I want to play a villain in a big giant superhero movie. I want to do that. That's what I would like to do. That's my dream thing to do. Okay. Now, I heard you kind of go into the whole, I guess you are shooting a reality show or it's in the works or I kind of got the tail end of it, but I just wanted to know, is there any advice that you would want to share about somebody that's looking to get into that? Because that is kind of something that I'm looking into right now. I've been approached about it. And since you were saying that you have done or are possibly getting ready to do a reality show, is there anything that, you know, any tips that you could give to um, the listeners or myself in regards to that? Um, Flight flight Correction, uh, the the show I was referring to was an upcoming uh, TV show, Chicago Med. Um, but But the premise of your question is quite valid, and I definitely appreciate you asking that. So let me say this to you. And to anybody listening, pay very close attention to what I'm about to say to you because it's going to go against everything that you've ever been taught. Number one, fuck everybody who tells you you cannot or will not be able to do it. Fuck them. Number one. Number one. Number one. Number two, tell yourself constantly. No matter what, no matter if you got a dollar in your pocket, your gas tank is on E or a little below, you got one of those days where you don't feel that great, or you didn't got told a bunch of no's trying out or auditioning or submission, submitting or whatever, excuse me, tell yourself, I'm going to get it done. And don't just tell yourself, believe it, affirm it. Tell yourself, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. Number three. You have to put yourself in position to win. You have to put yourself in position. Saying that you want to be in a movie or do a movie or auntie or anything, you can't do it if you don't put yourself near, about, show up to places and do it, or audition or, or find out information where somebody's having some submissions at or whatever. You can't do it. Like if you're in Atlanta, you're in prime places because, you get on a Tyler Perry production, he moves people up quickly. He gives you a line and you get a sad card just like that. He moves you up. He does that for all his extras. He, that's his whole thing. Let me move him up. Let me move somebody up. Let me get him a hand because nobody really gave me a hand. Let me get up. You're in Atlanta. Find out where that is. Find out where, where, where it goes down at. If there's any place where somebody says they're filming a movie and your thing, find out who's casting for the extras. Find out if that's what you want. Find out if you say, hey, I want to audition, find out who's going to audition it. Find out. You have to do your research and you have to do your work. Okay. Well, that's, that's good advice. Uh, hold on. Last, but certainly not least, because I don't want to give y'all everything, but certainly not least, when you feel like you are ready to give up, when you are one step away from stepping off that ledge to give up, don't. It's real simple. Saying it, I know it's difficult to do. I've been there. 
I've been one. I've said a few times, man, this poetry, damn it. And, and then I sell a bunch of books. So I, I, I don't want to go out of town because it costs money to go out of town and be a part of a book fair, and damn it, we go and sell a bunch of books. Or you go and get nominated for something or whatever any case may be. I want to share this to you all, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take a poke at myself. And this is answering Trey's question now, but I'm going to take a poke at myself so I'll show you how real it is. I have been nominated Poet of the Year twice by the National Poetry Award and four other times somewhere else. I have not won one. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that again just in case anybody missed it. National Poetry Awards, I was nominated these last two years, did not win, and was nominated four other times by other, and did not win, have not won. I've won Mail of the Year, Roddick of the I've won other Book of the Year, I've won other I've not won Poet of the Year. But you cannot, you cannot tell me, you cannot tell me, every day that I go to bed and every day that I wake up, do I not think I'm the best in the business? I don't give a shit. I, 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 I rationalize. Man, well, maybe enough of my supporters didn't vote a bunch of times. Well, maybe they rigged the vote. I tell myself whatever it is, so I come back to one and say I'm the best in the business. You have to be a little bit delusional about what you want to do because sometimes the reality sucks and it tells you the wrong stuff, and that's, that's, that's that. I hope that helps maybe you and anybody else who might be listening. Okay. I'm going to say, I know how you feel about, uh, well, at least you've been nominated. Like I said, I got all these yep. books out and everything. But, you know, I, I blame myself because I really haven't been putting myself in. You said some key things tonight uh, about putting yourself in position and all that. Really, I have not been pushing myself to do all that because, I, like I was saying earlier in the in the uh, show before you came on, that uh, – you know, I love writing anyway. So if I never win anything, then I just never will. But the thing is, is you, you're you're absolutely correct what you're saying. <laughs> Excuse me. If you're looking for stuff like that, you have to put yourself in position so that you can be available to or to be able to get it. <laughs> because if God is not going to bless you with anything, if you don't do something first, so that He can, because He can do it, but He wants to to let you see that you need Him to get there. So. You're right. What you're saying is you got to put yourself in a place and you can't let people tell you you can't do it. Right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, you got to believe it. If you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? I'm going to put put book 17 out in November. That's what's up. Congratulations. I've never won. I've never won anything. Never been nominated for anything or nothing. But it's it's all good though. There are fans that still read. Exactly. But because I don't. But because I don't. Like I was saying earlier, there's a lot of these book clubs and all these groups that do awards. If you're not in their in their clique or you're not in their circle. And you don't go to these damn uh, national book conferences and all this stuff all the time where you can be seen. Then they're not gonna know that you're there because you're you're not out there. I ain't gonna say kissing ass, but you're not making yourself available. I guess is what you want to call it. But then again, what is an award? Is it being recognized for what you've done, or is it knowing that people like what you read and they give you good reviews? You know, it depends on what you consider to be the most what you want out of it. Yeah. 
So, you know, it, it just depends. Uh, it'd be nice to get nominated for something, but, you know, like I said, if I, if I never do, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose my, myself if I never get this shit. I'm happy. I just got married to the most beautiful woman in the world. I'm going to enjoy her and just be happy with life. And, and if I never win shit, I just never win shit. But I'm going to keep writing books until right. I get tired. When, when the book comes out and people read it and they like it and they get off on the shit, then that's, I've done my job. Yeah. And and I'll continue to, to be on this show until I'm tired of doing this shit. And then <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? It's just That's all. It ain't nothing, you know. It just depends on what you define as being a, 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 a success. Everybody's success is not the same as everybody else's. Like we were saying earlier, a lot of people define success if they get on these, these not you guys, I'm not I'm not talking about you when I say this, so don't take it personal. But what I'm saying is you get an award that somebody recognizes you that's mainstream, you start hanging around them now and you think you've made it. Did you really? Did you really make it? You know, I mean... Do you have to have that to validate yourself? I remember I did an uh, interview with someone. I'm not going to mention their name. And they were on here, and they were doing well with their books, self-publishing. And they kept telling me that they, they don't think that they made it until they get uh, a mainstream uh, contract uh, to do a book with a mainstream company and to be uh, in the category of everybody else that's mainstream because they feel like they've done nothing uh, until they get that. And I was like, well, you have – three or four books out, and they're awesome. So, And you're getting great reviews, and people are reading them. So you don't think you're successful now? I mean, I'm not saying settle, but I'm not saying that you think you're just, you know, I mean, I don't know. It just depends. But they felt like they, they didn't do anything unless they get that, and then they can be recognized by their, their peers, they said. I'm like, really? That defines you as being successful because you want a author that has a a contract with Simon & Schuster or somebody to recognize you? I, you know, I don't care. I mean, you know, if Zane never recognized me, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep writing what I want to write. So if she never acknowledges my shit, I don't care. I don't write for her anyway. Nothing against you, Zane. I'm just saying. You know, it's... I told, it's, I, I, I told Red before y'all came on, I don't know if y'all heard this, but I told him he needs to create the word sexy award and let it be an erotic award where you're honoring erotic poets or not erotic poets, but erotic authors in that area. It should be your, he's that person now. He should be creating that kind of a, uh, an event where people are coming to get this award because it means that much. It's a word sexy award. Sounds like a good idea. Great idea. So, no, hey, it's plenty of them out there, but people always act like, because I think we met a, a person who was erotic paranormal GPA this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a whole bunch of stuff out there. I was like, really? <laughs> and then I mentioned well, your name. But, but listen, you already met an erotic paranormal author. I got Two erotic paranormal books. Yeah, out. I know you, and that's why that's why I said I mentioned you. I mentioned you to her because I was like, I only know one person who's written like that, and that's Red Snapper. And she said she. I was like, oh, I didn't know that it was a thing. It, I thought you made well, it up. No, there's. I'm. Mean, let me tell you, vampire books. If they're not writing them with sex in them, they ain't writing the right vampire book because vampires are sexy, and that's how they get their press. 
It's through sexual. So if they not writing that shit and having him fuck, and then eat and then bite the bitch or whatever, I'm just saying like, then they fucking up. (laughs) Same thing with with. Who would not write about a succubus or an incubus? I mean, damn, that's a, that's how they get their prey. Exactly. So you know, I don't know. I I have those out, you know. Uh, but like I said, I'm doing shit. Nobody's recognizing me, but it's fine. I'm I'm not upset. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I'm not mad because I'm not getting that recognition. I'm just saying they're thinking that this new shit is out there and it's already being done. People before me has been doing the shit. You know, it's just. You know, it depends. It's like, okay, we always use Octavia Butler as an example because, you know, how many people know that she was a black uh, science fiction author? Nobody. Unless they read science fiction and happen to pick up some of her stuff. But the stuff's out there. So, you know, you just got to look for it. But like you said, um, you're doing some great things there, Mr. GPA. I'm I'm proud of you, man. Just like I was telling Cotton, I'm proud of her and what she's doing. You know, you guys are are doing some awesome stuff. You, you you're getting your recognition. You're out there where people know who you are, and that's what you got to do. I just haven't been doing it, but but like I said, that, I I don't know if that's important or not. I mean, even on the show, I don't even advertise my own stuff. I just do it, and 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 my fans who love me, they read and. Those who don't, if they don't care, know about me, then I guess they won't read it. But, you know, it, it's out there. Donald Goins and his shit didn't get all big until after he was dead. I hope that don't happen to me. But, you know, a lot of his stuff didn't get picked up by people until that. And they think that all this stuff that's being written right now, all this new uh, urban fiction stuff is all new. Hell, that man was doing that stuff back in the 70s. Iceberg Slim and... and uh, and Donald Goins, they was writing all this this stuff about pimps and drugs and all that back in the day. It's not new. It's just somebody else is doing it now. So that's just the way it is. I'm, I hope I'm not uh, over, <laughs> taking too much here. I'm just saying, you know. I'm a newbie. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm trying to get where everyone that's on the panel, host, co-host, and guests, I'm I'm trying to get there. So, Definitely. well, you can get the, the thing is, is, what people need to do is research. They don't research what they're doing. They just they write some shit. And they think they knew, and they the first person to come up with the ideal. That's awesome that you think that way. But look what and look who's already done it, and what they've done with it, so that yours won't be the same. That's you know, that that's all I'm saying is, you know, I'm sure there's other people who's writing like I am too, and 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 better at it. But the thing is, is, you know, like I'm going to do another book after this one I'm finishing now. It's going to be a damn about necrophiliac. Okay, well, that's nasty, yes. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of books and people have done it already. But I want to put my taste on it. Do I want to fuck somebody that's dead? No. (laughs) But I'm going to write about this shit because it's just something I want to do. I know everybody thinks I'm just wide open and crazy. GPA, you still there, brother? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, I'm here. I just I just walked in my house and uh, give myself something to drink. I know I it's supposed to be about you tonight. I got it. Huh? Are you drinking alcohol? No, ma'am. Not during oh, the week. Never mind. You know that. Never mind. You know that. I'm doing nothing vodka, so fuck that. I do it during the week. 
Anyway, I'm, uh, I'm just trying to figure out what why is mine. That's the only reason why I asked. I know that's right. But anyway, check this out. I know it's about you, brother, and I'm like I said, I'm proud of you. Tell us more what you got going on. But uh, I think we're gonna do a. If you don't mind, we've already talked. Have we talked an hour and twenty five minutes already? We have. Well, Damn. yeah, because well, GPA came in on the half mark. Of okay, so came in around so, eight thirty. So you have the question tonight, Cotton, right? Or do or does uh, Trey have it? Who has uh, the question? Uh, only if Trey's not here. Okay, so Trey, what, what is your question? That. She she dropped off. No, she dropped off. Oh. Okay, so do you have a question? Yes. So my question is, we can discuss this. What, because you're, this is, you know, I'm sure you know the answer to this. And we got GPA on the line, maybe he has a good answer. So what is that point in life when you realize you want to be married? And why? Yeah. <laughs> you would ask that, huh? Okay. Yes, because, well, you know, we, we, I, we only talked about you a little bit. I still wanted to kind of bring it back around to my friend who's married now. Congratulations again. I'm, very, I'm so happy for you. I'm really, really happy for you. Yeah, I thank you all. Uh, well, I mean, who do you want to answer first? GPA, because, you know, it's about him. So let's let yeah, him ask Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, get, let him do it. Um, you know, for the longest time, I had, I just said I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to do that. Um, but then, but then, but then I saw something. Um, I saw something that changed my mind. Um, I saw a guy, um, who had been through some stuff with women. Um. And you know, he, I met him. I was fortunate to meet this woman that he was seeing. And then, you know, like a few days later, he got engaged to her. Wow. Don't know. I don't, think, I don't think he's been seeing her that long. I'm not sure how long it was or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I'm thinking, and I know this guy's story. I mean, he had some effed up situations with women. And, you know, I can I can identify because I, I I wrote a poem about that based on his story. I can identify. I've been there. I was like, I don't want to do that because it takes a whole lot of relinquishing of your trust and everything to do that. But you know, that changed my mind a bunch. That um, I do. But the thing about getting married for me is that I, I don't. I don't think marriage is a separate thing from the relationship. And I think a lot of people had that messed up, um, especially women. I'm not even afraid to say it, especially women. Um, marriage is a continuation of what you've been doing. And then you just, you, in my opinion, you stand before God and you get a legal stamp or a legal certificate to say that you are husband and wife. But real talk, you've been doing that all along anyway. You've been uh, sharing secrets and, 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 and trusting each other and um, being intimate. Now, people who are listening, just so you don't get confused, intimate, being intimate and sex are two vastly different things. I just want you to understand that before you get 
No, I'm not. I'm talking about intimate. I'm talking about the, the fact that somebody says, hey, um, I brought your toothbrush. I brought your toothbrush on the trip because I knew you probably forgot yours. Oh, I was I was on my way, and I know you like corned beef sandwiches, and I stopped and got a corned beef, and I know you like the hot peppers. I got your hot peppers. And the only way that happens is because you know you take the time to learn that person and know what they like and may not like. You know what I mean? So I believe it is progression, but I'm I'm I wasn't I wasn't for that. Um, but that made me say to myself, it took me a bit to say, damn, you know, if he went through some effed up stuff with women, and I did, and he said, you know what, let me, I want to do this, then why not? You know, I, I think that'd be great to be with. I always thought the thing, the plan is supposed to be, you're supposed to be one person. I, I really believe that. I believe this life thing is about you finding that other person that y'all worked and maneuvered through this thing called life and all this happiness and this ups and what have you. I, I believe that. So that was my moment. That was my moment seeing, seeing that. that. That was it for me. Hmm, interesting. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Trey is back now. Do you want to ask her the question? Hello? Yeah. Are, are you asking me, yeah. do I have any questions? or? No, no, no. There's a question that's been posed the when question. you uh, hung up, when you got kicked off. Uh, there was a question that was asked, and I was going to see if you had a response. So she's going to ask you the yeah. question. And then you okay. can give your response. Go ahead. The question is, what made you get to that point? What made you believe that you wanted to be married at the point in your life that you did? Like, what was that thing that said, yes, I want to marry him? Well, first of all, all jokes aside, hell, I had kids. <laughs> I wasn't trying to just be a baby mama. You know, um, I, I think with my situation, I was young. I, you know, I had kids fairly close to each other. Um, I was just thinking long term. I was thinking about stability for my children. Um, I mean, at, at that point, at 25 years old, who wouldn't say yes? Would I do? Would I do it again? No, I mean now, absolutely not. But again, um, having having my kids and you know being younger and you know in a position where we have this house, we have all these responsibilities, we're raising these kids. It's like you know, let's get married. You know, and I'm like, okay. And yeah, but I did. Can I say? I'm not trying to cut you off. No, go ahead. This is something that I would like to say to that. I noticed all the reasons that you said as far as why you got married, but none of them were love. The word love no. was not one of the reasons. It was, I, never, it was not, it was not had, none of the reasons. I had, I had love for him, but at 25 years old, who really knows what love is? Well, you can say that at the age, but if you're in love, you know what it is. It doesn't matter what the age is. But the thing is, is the reasons that, and I'm not saying this is what really happened. I'm just saying what what I'm hearing. 
you you didn't want to be a baby mama. You didn't want you had a house, you had all this stuff. You didn't want to do this by yourself, so you said, "Let's get married." But it wasn't because of love then. It was just because you just didn't want to be a baby mama. You didn't want to be by yourself doing it. You know so, what? I really can't say that that's the case. I just didn't bring that up. I mean, I thought I loved him. I thought he loved me. But, you know, look at my situation. That wasn't love. So. Yeah, but, you know, and and, and I know you, I'm not going to go into that, what you had said before about that, the, the day of the day of the marriage, what he told you that day, and you still did it anyway, the biggest red flag of all. Right, right. But I'm 25. I don't. I'm not thinking about that. But yes, it was a definitely you a red flag. You was thinking, I don't want to raise this kid by myself. Fuck it. If he's going to talk this shit to me, I don't care. I'm not doing this by myself. And I don't want people to look at me as a a hoe that had these kids. I'm not saying this is what you thought. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, because I don't know your situation. You were there. I wasn't. So. Right. I can't say what you thought, but I'm, I just thought it was interesting that everything you said, the reasons, the word love was not even mentioned. So that's the reason why I said it. And I'm not saying you didn't love her, but if it was there, I think I think it would have been like one of the first things maybe you would have said, maybe. Yeah, but you have to think yeah, about Yeah, I was, I was expecting to hear that, too. But I didn't yeah, but <laughs> with my situation being the way that it 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 played out, you know, the well, the, the playout had nothing to do with the beginning, though. I mean, the beginning no, that's was. That's what I'm saying. The beginning, right. the beginning was not perfect. You know what I'm saying? It was. I don't even want to say it was tolerable. I mean. But what did he say? Can, can you mention that? You don't mind mentioning that again, do you? What did he tell you that day? The red, the biggest me, red flag of all. He told me on my wedding day. He looked me straight in the eyes before I took my vows. That being married to him was gonna be a bitch, and I laughed it off. Yeah, I laughed it off. I was like, "Oh, stop playing with me, gone." Well, I I found out that that was really how he felt, and he really meant that. And 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 I'm not busting her out. Some of the stuff she's we're talking now is in her book. So y'all need to get that book. And uh, I've heard of it. I've heard of it in there. So yeah, that's the only reason why I mentioned that. So. uh, but it's interesting because I know you, and I know you would. T- the little time I've known you, Trey, even though I've never seen you face to face, I think I know you. You're my little sister, and I believe <laughs> that. No, seriously, and I believe that that you was really in love with this guy, but he just played you in a way that you wasn't expecting, and you didn't know. Like you said, you were younger, you had these right. children already, and this motherfucker. I don't know how much older he was than you. But he just told you, bitch, you ain't shit. Basically, now you you go. I'm gonna make you go through some shit because you with me, right? That's and you went on because that because like we all do, red flags are there, and then we 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 ignore them until we've had it for a while, and then then all of a sudden the red flags mean something, right? Now, if somebody told me that to this day, you know, if I were in the position to you know, be getting ready to marry the man I so-called think is the man of my dreams, and he told me that, I'd be like, fuck that and run and run the other way. Yeah, well, ain't nobody going to tell a 40-year-old woman that shit. No, no, but at 25 years old and the situation being um, how it was when I was younger, not having my dad in the home, not having a mom to really sit down and explain life to me or any male figures, you know, just kind of pulling my coattail, I mean, I was just naive to the signs. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit that, you know. 
there were things that happened prior to getting married that I should have taken um, heed to, but, you know, just believing that this person is really going to do right by me just kind of just made me ignore it. So you think that there was really no nobody there, or did you were you so blindsided that you just didn't hear him anyway? You wouldn't have heard him anyway. Well, you know, I, you haven't read my book, and Cotton hasn't read my book either, but I talk about some things that I personally struggled with um, through my childhood and through my um, teenage years. And, you know, I was just like, any other young woman, you know, I I want something because I didn't get it from my dad and I didn't get it from, you know, any, any uncles or anybody that I, I, that was of a male figure. So I think a lot of that had to do with wanting my children not to grow up such as I did, but at the same time, you know, I was looking for something myself that I didn't have. And I think that's why I ignored a lot of those signs. And I'm just being mm-hmm. honest, you know, I'm not going to sit here and put on a facade for you guys. I mean, I'm just being for real. I mean, if I had my dad in my life and my dad was really that present, you know, that presence in my life, I probably would have done things differently. I probably would have never married my ex, but, you know, I'm thinking that I have all the answers. And Do, do you believe that really? Do you believe that or, do you, or is that something you're telling yourself? And how do you know I haven't read your books? I have your oh, book okay. right here. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Anyway, back to what we were saying. Um, and I know you're on the spot right now. I know you probably feel like you're on the spot right now, but you're no, not. No, it's fine. I'm okay with it. I wrote about it, so we can talk I'm about just, it. I just, okay. I just, so I'm, I guess I'm curious because you opened up another door. You really feel in your mind that because you didn't have your father around that you, you were looking for that kind of presence and he gave that to you? That figure, because I know a lot of people use that sometimes. They say, well, you know, a lot of these girls might mess with older men because their father wasn't around or whatever reason they think that, you know, whatever they think it is, that they try to use as an excuse. Some people, not you, but, you know, do you, you know, think that really was it? Do you, you think that what, was really it? In my situation, um, my ex is only two years older than me, so it wasn't like he was, you know, a, there was a huge age difference between us. He's just two years older than me. Um I think with my ex, because he was such a good provider, um, you know, he just did things that a man should do. And I guess I excused his behavior, despite all the good things he had going on as far as his qualities. You know, I, I, I still tell him to this day, you made me a better boyfriend than you did a husband. You know, and you, and you, but, huh? Did Red answer the question already? Nope. I think he's trying to deviate, Trey. That's why he's saying, aren't you? <laughs> 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 I was like, again? wait a Ray. minute. Because as, as, as soon as you came on, he was like, Trey ain't answered the question. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> well, ask the question again and I will answer it. It's not a problem. I will So, what? made you think, or what was that point where you said, this is the woman or this is the person I want to marry or I want to be married? Well, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Did did you have an answer? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought she was asking me, but she's asking you, so. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you already okay. answered. We need to well, rant and I already put it, it back on you twice. <laughs> okay. So I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to answer. I'm going to answer. Um, this time, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I was kind of looking for somebody, but I wasn't because I knew that in my past, I knew that a lot of times that I ended up marrying people is because I was at a place where I wanted to be, and they thought they were, or they felt like I was that guy, but they really weren't at the place. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you can be in the place, and, and you can show them that. And that's why I always try to tell people that if you're not ready to be, you know, you don't want to be a husband or a wife to someone that's not ready to do that. And when you treat them like that in the beginning, uh, I know you're trying to show a good side of you and, and what you're really about, but a lot of times when you give them when you give them that in the beginning, they are already spoiled, so they have nothing to look forward to when they get there. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Okay. So in my case, being the man that I am and 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 the, and the spoiler I do, I always spoil and I always make my women. I always make it about them. A lot of times you get caught up and you they'll say yes because they you know they whatever their their reasons is. You know, it may not be the same reason as yours. And and I'm not saying that they they weren't in love or anything, but they didn't have the same agenda as you. So right. Right. this time, this time, uh, and I, I, I'm like I said, I'm not trying to be religious or anything, or you know, but but this time, no way. This was yeah, this don't was go done. To with, don't I'm go not going to go church. Right. I'm not going to church, but I'm, you want okay. you you want me to answer this question, right? So I'm yeah, going to okay, answer this question. Just don't take it to church. Not to well, I'm not going to take it to church, but I'm going to tell you it it was that way because at the time that at the time that I actually I, I knew my wife for four years before we started talking to each other and all that. I knew her. I've been knowing her for a long time. But the thing is, is uh, I didn't start getting serious about her until you know God put it on me to do it. I'm going to be honest. He let me know that this was the woman that you're going to be with. And I didn't push the issue. I just let things happen. And it did. So uh, I think that uh, he let me know, and I was like, okay, I'm ready for it because I asked. And a lot of times when you ask him for things, he'll give it to you. And sometimes it's how you ask is how you get it. Does that make sense? Yes, if you I ask for something, and if you ask for something and you don't give you the specifics, he's going to give you what you asked for, and then you're crying because you didn't get what you thought you asked for because you didn't give him the specifics. But then he'll let you know. Well, I gave you what you asked for. You said you wanted a black man that looked like Ir- Idris Elba. You didn't say you wanted a good man or one that ain't gonna whoop your ass. You just said you want a man that looked like Idris Elba. Right. And I gave you one. Here he is. Okay, so and he'll laugh at you and tell you, see, I gave you what you asked for. You got to be right. specific on what you want God to give you, and he, he will give Michael you. Michael Ely turned perfect, God. That's what she wanted. Right. right. So, so you got to make sure I want him. Well, you don't know what him is, so you got to make sure that you, you know what you want. And that's what happens with a lot of these women, and not just putting on the women, but I'm saying this now. Uh, a lot of these women say they want certain things, and then when it comes to them, they don't know what to do with it. Same thing with men. I'm not going to just put it on women. Men are the same way. They ask for this perfect good woman, and then when they get it, they don't know what to do with it. So they use her or do something wrong because they don't know because they're used to being with garbage, so they treat her the way they treat the garbage. 
Right. But back to me, so let me answer this question. Yeah, God let me know that she was the one, and I and I started treating her the way he learned, he taught me how to treat women, is making it about her and showing her that I really care about her and that I'm serious, that I'm not here to use her or any of that. And Good for you. That's what I did. See, a lot of people do other shit, and they're not they're not sincere about it. So, you know, and then I put it on her too. So you know, I was good with it and all that. But it, but, but but you know, knew that was you don't coming. you, you don't want to give them your full Nelson if you're not planning on keeping them. We talked about that was a whole show before, right, Cotton? Right. You don't want to give them the full Nelson if that's not your intent, because. You'll have motherfuckers chasing after you and beating on your door and all this, trying to get with you, and you, you didn't gave them all of it, and that ain't what you was planning on doing. Ain't that right, GPA? <laughs> Woo! Yes, you yes, yes, you tell you it. Can't you can't give them the phone nothing if that's not your intent. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so. You, you got to know the you got to know the people you're right. dealing with too. Like, I, that's like right. I, I'm yeah. always saying, you got to know the you got get to know the woman, the kind of woman you're dealing with. If she's right. let you know up front what she's looking for, and you don't take her seriously when the time mm-hmm. comes, and she didn't gave you her nookie or anything else, and she's trying to make something serious, and you in the back of your mind, you still got that. I just want to be a player mentality. You're gonna get your mm-hmm. feelings hurt in the in the in the end. Then it. it <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, be be careful mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff. And you, you know can't... what? It, oh, I'm sorry, Cotton. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying, being that I'm like back in the dating game again, I'm finding that to be so hard because that's the first thing that I'm finding that guys have a problem with you telling them what you want. Now I pray for this perfect person, this person, and no, he's not Idris Elba, and and. I asked for Idris along with a good man, a good job, a good heart, caring, and so forth. But I have been approached by an individual who is everything I prayed for, but at the same time, you know, like you like you like you were saying, Cotton, you you have to tell them what you want. But you I said mean, you prayed for a perfect person. There is one. There is no, 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 no. The perfect, the perfect person for me. How about that? Not the perfect person, because there's only one person that was perfect. The perfect person. All right, perfect, for me. The one with the attributes that you would like. Because right. when you say the perfect person, even if it is for you, they don't exist. Listen, after what the hell happened? It's like you got the perfect woman that fits in your life. She fits your life. She's right. perfect for you. She's not okay. a perfect person, but no. she's perfect. Fits in right. your life because right. she goes well with whatever's going on in your world. Okay, that makes her we perfect. Have a guest, listen, we have a guest listening right now that wants to know the, the the topic again. So go ahead and say the question one more time because they're in they're in the chat room and I want them oh, to respond. The topic is why the hell your ass so damn late coming on this show? That's the topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just playing. <laughs> the topic is um, what what was what was it in you that decided that you wanted to marry? What was that point in life, or what was that thing that says yes, I want to marry and I want to marry this person? Yeah. So so hopefully the guest guest has that. They said laugh out loud, so they laughed at what you said. <laughs> Uh, so hopefully they'll respond and not going to read their response if they don't want to call in. The number, of course, is 
and this is Word Sexy Radio, and it's we're now on Talk Shoot. We are not with Blog Talk right now. And the and, ID uh, number is one three nine two two one. There you go. Yeah, you need to call in, and you can ask your question even better. We still got a little bit of time. I don't know. I, I lost time because I got cut off and then I had to call back in myself. But uh, what? How much time do we have left? Because uh, that person might, if they want, they can just call in. And GPA yeah, like is blind. If you had any questions for him, he's he's still, he's still around. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah, if there's any questions for our like guests, GPA, the the unsub, uh, he is here, the man of the hour, uh, and I we kind of went yeah. away from him for a second. But his ass is is there. If y'all want to ask him questions, and he will he will give you the answers you need to know. <laughs> Did you say black ass? I didn't say black ass. I said his. Oh, ass. GPA. But, but he is I black said, though. I so said, no, no, no. My nickname. You won't take a flash, offense if I said that. Flash. Oh, flash. Oh, flash. Flash. That's right. <laughs> Oh, Flash. Okay. Oh, oh, I thought he said black ass. Okay. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, the guest that's listening, if you, do you have a, any response? If not, uh, if you have any questions of Mr. GPA? Uh, I never wanted to date. Okay. Here's what they said. I never wanted to date many people. Never wanted to sleep around, so marriage was always the goal. Okay. So... Have you found that one that you want to be with? And and if you have, um, how did you know that was that one? Is the question. Okay, I'm waiting for them to respond, which is fun. I'm glad we were able to get people in the chat as well. That's good. Uh, but uh, it, it, we have some good subject matter. We always do. And I love talking to Trey because she's such an interesting person. Because, you know, uh, the reason why you're interesting, Trey, is because I hear how you ask some questions and everything, and, and I, I listen to you. Believe it or not, I listen to what you're saying. I listen to Cotton because she's interesting as well. And I listen to some of the things you ask, and it just intrigues me on, on the, the subject matter. And I may not say anything, but I just like, hmm, she's interested in that. She's interesting, and, you know, it's just, it just, I mean, well, well, what Red's trying to say is normally when we come up with these certain topics is because of something that's happened in our lives. Right. He's <laughs> been very subtle. But we just assume that all the questions you've come up with was something that happened in your life. You just didn't say that. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was trying to be nice about this shit, but anyway. Trying to put me in this long distance, didn't get none, got a baby. That is not no, me. I didn't no. think that was you, but and not all of that might be you. You might have added some attributes so we can be thrown <laughs> off the of truth. But oh, I think some of that shit was you. Okay. But I don't think you have any problems because you're a very pretty girl. I don't think you have any issues or problems getting anyone if you really wanted them. So that can't be the issue. But I mean, it's okay if if things happen. We all go through shit. I mean, I was at a at a slump before I got to where I'm at now. Uh, with some stuff, and I used to cry on Cotton's shoulder and shit, and why motherfuckers don't want me and shit. And I mean, we all go through it. You know what? My life is interesting. It's not that I can't find anyone, and it's not that that's a hard task. It's just finding the right person. And I know there's no such thing as the right person, and you have to kind of bring there is the such a thing as the right person. person. No, 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 no. But I'm I'm saying, you know, I. <laughs> I hate to put my business out there on the air, but I got to do this. 
I went out with a guy, okay? I know he's not listening. God, I hope, no, he doesn't have a new number, so he's not listening. I went out with a guy, and I really like this guy. Something that I'm just not really doing these days, like liking somebody and just really wanting to be around them. And I thought we were on the same page, you know, had a wonderful time, and he never called me back. And then I find out on Facebook that he's playing out his life that he has with two women on Facebook. I mean, just. Yeah. You got to do all that research. I and mean, sometimes people hide shit, I understand. And I'm yeah. sorry that that happened to you. We'll, we'll have to talk off air, Trey. I'll tell you some yeah. things. Let me, let me ask this. <laughs> let me see. Yes, our guest that was uh, in the chat room said that, yes, I have found the one. We have been married 24 years. We had the same goal. He did not have his parents in his life, so marriage was and family was the goal. Okay. Okay. Yes, congratulations on 24 years. Right. Well, Shout out to our listener. Well, I'm happy with my wife, and uh, I love her, and she's now on me, kissing on me and stuff. So that's great. Aww. Hey, wifey, I miss Pepper. You're sexy, Miss Hey, Miss Wifey, Miss Word Sexy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna do. We're gonna interview her one time too because, like I said, she has that book out. It's called uh, what's the name of it again? Uh, what is it called? Uh, said the name earlier. Let me go pick it up again. It's called She's Got Game, the Playbook. All right, Casey, uh, yeah, we need her. Her name is Casey Sherrill, and she, we're gonna have her on the show one of these days. This book. And it's kind of like, it's, it's not a Steve Harvey, but it is kind of like a, but it's, 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 you can't get screwed around by the men, because I, I will tell you that, you know, she's not telling you to game nobody, but she's telling you to see, to recognize the game that's being thrown on you, so. Absolutely. Uh, so so that's different. Even though Steve Harvey tried to do that, his was kind of fucked up. But anyway, <laughs> now the, the guest has also said, we don't expect each other to be perfect, we compromise. Remember that's the word that I used before? If there's Absolutely. an issue, we just work it out. And then she also told me, congrats. And I don't know who you are, I guess, but I, you must know me because you said congrats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did put my business out. I was talking about my woman. But anyway, uh, how much time do we have left? Because I, I have lost. Oh, we got about 10 minutes. So yeah, uh, GPA. You need to make sure that people know how to find GPA. That's what I'm going to do now. I'm asking him if he would. <laughs> Slash. Hey. Sir? Yeah. How can people get your uh, information if they want to get you in contact and, and get their mind blown? Um, I'm uh, James Gordon on Facebook. Um, I'm uh, also on Facebook at all caps, G period, P period, A period. My website is www.iblowyourmind.net. Everything from that point on, you can pretty much you can pretty much follow. Um, not hard to find. Uh, if you're going to be in Milwaukee this Saturday from uh, around 1 to 4, Cotton and myself will be at the uh, the uh, authors. It's something. It's, it's something called. Can you, you know, I can you do, do you I'll have post. a two-minute Do you have a two minute, uh, poem that you can do real quick? I know your poem is awesome. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do 15 minutes. Give me a quick one yeah. because we got about 10 minutes. And I would love to hear something. I'm sorry I didn't give you more time. Uh, okay. Oh, but we'll get you back on the show. You know, you can always come back. So 
give me give me a two minute a three minute one real quick. I need you to give me fifteen minutes. No, I, I don't have fifteen minutes. <laughs> no, no, I got the you. No, no, I, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I need you to give me fifteen minutes. That's all I have. Give me one minute to say hello to you, ask you how you are. Give me two minutes to wrap you in an embrace and just live with you. Give me another two minutes to, well, allow my fingers to touch your face and your hair, my nostrils to inhale your womanly scent, my eyes to travel your physical landscape. Give me another minute to tell you how absolutely gorgeous you look and how terribly I miss you. Then give me one minute to kiss your lips lightly. Another minute to kiss your lips fully. Give me one minute to kiss you and take your breath away. Then let me follow that with another minute to kiss you and give you that breath back. And allow me 30 seconds to let my comprehension catch up. And then another 30 seconds stare into your soul and you reciprocate. Then give me two minutes to embrace you again, but this time pull you so close so no air exists between our physical forms, our tongues can meet and step in the name of love. Then give me one minute to do absolutely nothing except hold your hand and stare at God's sky. Then let me one final minute, unfortunately, to tell you how much I've enjoyed this time we spent together and how I kind of wait to see you, hold you, and kiss you again. So just give me 15 minutes. Because if we happen to be outside your place of work, you got great benefits at your job. I don't want you to lose it. Please, go back inside. It gets a little cold in my city, and we happen to be standing out in it. Please, go where it's warm. And you've been checking your phone. It's been ringing. It's been beeping. It's been texting. So if you must, if you truly must, then you can go back to him. Just give me 15 minutes. That's all I have. Hey, now let me ask you a question. Is that one that you did, like in the mirror, where you had the video? Nah, nah. I've done that. I've done that a few times at uh, different events, and uh, it always seems to blow. Women seem to like that for some reason. Yeah, I'm sure we have some panties being thrown at the at the radio right now. But yeah. the thing <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> I, I think you do one more. You did one poem or something you was doing the other day. I was looking on, on, on the Internet or on Facebook, and you were in the mirror, and you were doing, you were reciting something. I thought it was this one, but, uh, you know, you got so much stuff out there, man. I don't know what to say. I, it's just Thank a pleasure you. and honor to know you. And as when you get that uh, Academy Award, just make sure that you remember me when you um, get that award. I don't want your money. I just want you just to remember that I'm a friend of yours. That's all I'm asking. Oh, I know what poem. Oh, wait, 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 wait! I know what poem you're talking about. You're right. talking about the. You're talking about the vow. You're talking about the vow. What I want to say when I'm getting married. You talking about that? You was in the mirror and you was looking at yourself talking shit like you always do. But it was a no, poem. No, no, that, that was. It was awesome. When I saw. So I thought. <laughs> oh, somebody said. Somebody said. The poem is how many times? Is that the name of this poem, or was that the poem that they're talking about? No, the poem, the poem that you're talking about is how many times? Um, right, and they, the, the guest, the guest that's here knows who you are and must know it. So they they said yeah, it. I, I know who that is. I know who knows the poem. The only there's only there's a few people who you know. Like I got, a, I'm fortunate to have a bunch of supporters, but there are a few people who they let you know that certain poems that they like, 
they always let you know, hey, can you do that or would you do that or whatever. So I know who that is. So, yeah. Roger. Okay, well, uh, we, we thank you so much, sir, for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, and you. filming and all that to be on Little Old Word Sexy Radio. And uh, like I said, when you win, you, when you win your, uh, your Academy <laughs> Award and all that stuff, your Emmy or whatever you're going to win, just know that uh, I'm your friend and that's <laughs> – that's all. Man. I, I, no, seriously, I'm not. I don't want nothing from him. I, I'm serious because I'm not that guy. But there are some people who try to hang on your ass or hang on your toenails or whatever because they, uh, you know, see that you're going going somewhere. But it's never been about what you got. It's always because you were there. You, you. I know you came on my show. You started kind of here, and that's great. I'm, I'm just happy, man, that I'm, I'm somewhere in, in your, in your movement to get to where you're getting to. So. I appreciate you having me all the way. Thank you. And if you want to book GPA to do to do weddings or any type of events, just contact Cotton at Sheila Team GPA at Yahoo dot com. You mean to tell me he could have came and done my wedding? He could have did a poem? Yes, he could. Damn, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't know because I probably she probably would have left me or something. I don't know. <laughs> the way he whipped them down. Yeah, no, we, we both would have been standing somewhere, right? Yeah, it's some poems and shit he do, man. I'm scared. I'm glad he didn't come and, and have do women throwing panties and right. figuring out how to take him home. Even, I'm like, even the old women in there, the old seventy, eighty year olds would have been throwing their little bloomers, <laughs> bloomers at him. One lady, wait, one lady walked up and she said, "So, are you married?" And he didn't respond. So after he got on off stage. <laughs> she walked back over. She was serious. She said, so again, are you married? <laughs> I said, she's going to take you home. You better be careful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I never get nobody coming to me talking about take me home with my books, so it must be you. Somebody took you home. Then again, I'm, I'm, I'm light-skinned. They, they did. You're right. But I was gonna say here I am, light skinned and all that. Nobody cares about a light skinned man no more. But wait, the, the, the two people that's writing love poetry all the time ain't getting taken home. I'm trying to get. Let me let me stop writing poetry. How about that? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I thank you all and 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 Trey. Um, we I hope your book is doing well. Uh, you know, um, I hope everything is working out with you. Uh, we got about two minutes left, so uh, three minutes actually, and. Uh, you know, hopefully everything. You want to tell people how to get your book real quick? Well, I can be contacted on Facebook. Um, I do have a website, www.treybryant.com. I am on Facebook as Trey L. Bryant. I'm also on Facebook as author um, Trey Bryant. So I can be contacted through Facebook. I am also on um, Instagram, um, Trey the Author is my name. I'm also on Twitter, um, Author Tracy on Twitter. So I can be contacted either way in regards to my book. I'm also, um, you know, my books are on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iBooks, um, iTunes, um, just about anywhere that you can download, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, upload um, books, you know, Nook. So uh, that's that's basically about it. Okay, Cotton, real quick, hurry up. You can say hurry up. 
actually WBP Radio, um, which is Writer's Block Productions, and as well as Hoops and Hair, which is an online store for, for weaving hair and jewelry. So check me out. Books are on Amazon. Just Google Cotton Campbell and you'll find me. Yeah, I wasn't trying to rush you, rush you, but and, and congratulations again for being Poet of the Year. Is it Port, Portrait oh, yeah, Arthur, yeah. Arthur of the Year? Congratulations. Huge, huge, huge. Thank you. And uh, I don't know, does this go past the time or does it just cut you off when you get to the, the two hours? Uh, you actually have to stop recording. Oh, okay. Well, shit, we can keep going then. I didn't have to hurry up. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. we're going to get off here in a minute. And because uh, I don't want to keep. Hey, especially, especially don't want to get a, a GPA too far. Uh, but. Uh, I know he's tired and everything, but I uh, appreciate you, man. I like I said, I you I'm not tired. He don't never stop. Like he, that's tired. why I asked him what he was drinking, because I was going to say, can I get him? <laughs> I got to go to work in the morning. I can't have nothing. Yeah, me too. But, uh, you know, like I said, we'll be back next week. I don't know who, who's the guests are going to be next week, but we will definitely let you. It'll be put out, and uh, we thank you all. I got to figure out. Carla. Uh, we have Carla on. And I believe it's Rashad, Carla and Rashad. Okay. Right. And I, and I gotta uh, figure out a way to uh, get the music on here because I like I miss my music not being here. Uh, but uh, we're gonna definitely figure out a way to get music back on the show uh, so that we can have that. But you guys, uh, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on. And those that are listening in the chat room, they say, "Yeah, that's my shit." How many times? Yes, that's my shit. Is what they said. So. Uh, we thank you, guys, and uh, you guys have a good week, the rest of the week, and uh, we'll see you next time. You too. Okay. See you, everybody. Have a good one. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.